Hello, my name is Susie Gazzi, and you are listening to Nature Talks, different possibilities on planet Earth. Today, I am here with Dr. Andrew Gardella. Hello, Andrew. How are you? Hello. Did you say the topic? <laughs> no. Okay. So, autism and animals. Like, what does autism have to do with animals? What do animals have to do with autism? Is there even a connection? What's going on? How did this all come about? And for me, it was sort of this um, this moment where I thought about animal communication, and then I thought about how it is to live with being autistic and how much of communicating with an autistic person may be similar to how you communicate with animals. And then I thought about you. <laughs> oh, <hey, hey>. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying I'm an animal or, or I'm autistic? You can, you can pick. Okay. <laughs> well, I know that Gary has outed you a few times about being autistic. And I know that, you know, in that way, it's like, you know, autism has so many variables. But I know you said, too, like, it, life started making way more sense to you when you were acknowledging that you were having that capacity or that you were functioning. Well, I think life started making more sense actually when, when I was like listening to, to the, to the animal stuff, the talk to the animal stuff, or just in the access stuff when we were talking about, you know, um, like sub when the conversation of subtext started being like it, I mean, it still doesn't make sense to me, but I mean, it started to, you know, because, um, and for those of you who don't know, what we're talking about is, well, animals just use direct communication. There's no, like, indirect way of something. They're like, hey, I want water. They don't say, um, are you thirsty? Like, they don't say that. They just go, I, can you give me, like, I would like water. Or they start barking or going to their bowl and actually giving you direct communication of their needs, of their wants, you know, what they would like to do. If they want to go for a walk, uh, the dog has the leash in his mouth and is at the door. You know, it's pretty... Like, it's not like, oh, are you mad at me? Like, there's no, you know, it's very direct. Um, but with people, we don't communicate like that. And I think one of the things we talk about with autism is that they're really aware of what you're saying in your head. Like, even so to the point where they don't really know the difference between what you're saying out of your mouth. And, you know, some of them just hear what you have in your head and they listen to that. And then you say something that doesn't match it. And they're very confused because they're not sure do I listen to your mouth? Do I listen to your head? What do you want me to do? Um, and then you think, you know, so I think that's part of it. And with the animal thing, you know, it's like people talk to animals like they talk to other people. So they give these conflicting things to animals. And then help me because I'm like, okay, this person, you know, when I started doing this stuff, working with animals, and the animal would do something that I wasn't asking for, I would go, okay, well, what did I really ask this animal to do? Like, did I ask you to do this and not know that I was actually going to do this and and I was like okay so some places I would and I was like oh so I started really getting clear on energetically what I was asking for because that's what animals are responding to and I also realized that's what a lot of people actually respond to regardless of whether you do it or not you know so many times we, we do the jokes like in the body stuff um because your body will want something to eat and after you've done access, your body has enough awareness and ability that it just tends to go around you sometimes when you don't listen. <laughs> and you always end up with, um, like, you would end up with, uh, you know, a different kind of dressing than you wanted or a different kind of meal than you wanted. And it's, like, totally different. It's not even 
you know, remotely close. And, you know, you would say, oh, that's a mistake. Send, send it back. But the waiter's like so confused. Uh, why? Because, well, your buddy talked to them and it just kind of like they heard what your buddy said and not what came out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and so like also on the receiving end, like you said, the animal gets really confused when when you're bringing in these mixed messages and then, you know, as a person, you said also it's very confusing because you, you get all these messages. They often don't match at all, and it makes it really confusing. And if you have somebody who is, like, autistic to a degree where they are not communicating or where they are, you know, like, mm -hmm. being completely what we would call, like, shut down or uh, reactive distant. to things, distant, all these kinds of stuff... Easily upsettable. Yeah, all of these things. Like, is is their communication overwhelm basically so so intense that that's what? Well, another thing is they get really frustrated. You know, yeah. on the on the um, less functional aspects of it is you know what they would say. Um, like, if you look at it from the energetic point of view, if they have all these energies, but none of it actually makes sense, none of it they can do anything with. It's just like you know all this noise coming at them that they don't know. Like, it's really frustrating. Um, and I think that's, you know, because the other thing that animals and autism have is there's a lot of animal therapy now with autistic kids. You know, they seem to do really well with horses or, or dogs and stuff where they they can do that. And why? Well, uh, they don't really have a lot. Animals don't have a lot going on in their head. They don't think a lot of thoughts. And they just communicate directly. They don't have, you know, this these barriers or this like misdirection or you know the five different things they would like you to do at the same time that are in totally equal and opposite directions yeah um which can be challenging to deal with I'm like wait what do you what do you want me to do <laughs> you don't want me to do it but you do want me to do it but you don't want me to do it <laughs> so what do i do like because you said to do it but you're already secretly hoping that i don't do it because you don't think I'm going to do it anyways. It's like, uh, yeah. so what, what, what do I do with this? Yeah. It's, it's way too much stuff. And, and interesting enough, like I've seen animals too, that have, that's a similar, like an animal that is really highly, um, aware, mm -hmm. you know, some animals are happy, go lucky. They're easy. The world doesn't really, it doesn't really matter what's going on around them. They're sort of like, la, la, la. And then there's those that are just highly, highly, highly aware of everything. And they we would call them really nervous or overreactive or shy. And you, you even just said it like a person could get angry. And, you know, I wonder if some of these really aggressive animals also are just receiving all this information and have no idea how to process it, what to do with it how to basically be in this world with us people um, with all this information that's bombarding them. Well, and the, I think the information isn't relevant or isn't useful. Yeah. You know, when you give the, when you have useful, like usable, relevant information, it's like, because that's one of the things I started doing is the question of, okay, asking, is this relevant? Because mm. there was so much stuff I started looking at that wasn't even relevant to the conversation, you know? Yep. It's like you're trying to go somewhere, but they give you the directions, like the the 5,000 different directions to get to that point. But you only need one in, you know, 
which one's the fastest or which yeah. one is going to be the most fun. I don't need the 5,000 ones that are going to like, you know, not be go me walking through a mountain taking 10 years to get there. <laughs> like that isn't the, the course of directions that I'm interested in. Yep. But sometimes you get it all, like you get all that information, but you're like, um, okay, this isn't relevant. And I think it was, it was helpful for me when you started looking at the energy, because even in my own life where, where I'd been tr bought into or trained like to not look at the energy, I started looking at, okay, it's ask and receive. So I'm asking for something energetically. Am I asking for what I, it is that I'd actually like? Mm -hmm. Cause I would, you know, all those things, we all have those moments where we'd really like something else and then something blah happens. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, well, I didn't ask for this. I would never ask for this. Blah, blah, blah. But, well, really? Mm -hmm. Like, were you, like, is there any energy that you had? Like, because we talk about all this confusion and this misidentification and misapplication of, like, things. But, you know, if you energetically are asking for blue, but you're saying red, then, you know, the universe listens to, like, every everything responds energetically. Yeah. So you get you keep getting blue and you're like, why am I getting blue? I'm asking for red. Well, are you mm -hmm. like, are you really clear on that? And I think it's, um, you know, it's like the animals and autistic kids have a clarity around the things. So they just look at you like, what? Like, what, what, what are you doing? Yeah. And then they, they like a lot of, like, especially the, the aware animals or like even these autistic kids with these amazing capacities are like, they actually try to contribute because they don't, they're like, oh, you could do it this way. And then the people are like, what? Like, they just don't get it. Yep. And I think that's one of the things with with animals and how autistic kids communicate is it's so much faster than we acknowledge or we give them credit for. And then we, we say, oh, they're not, they don't, they don't get it. Yep. No, 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 no. You don't get it. <laughs> um, and I think, <laughs> um, and it, it's so many times even in my own life because it, it's like, well, did I not get it or did I just get it? You know, because yeah. um, especially with, with dealing with animals, sometimes you're like, what do you want? And then you go blank and you're like, crap, I just went blank. I don't know what's going on. Well, did you actually go like, I'm like, did I actually go blank? Or was it more like the animal just gave me the entirety of awareness of everything, you know, that it could possibly like I could possibly ask it in a split second. Yeah. And I mean, so some of those examples, and you even started talking about one of them, is basically in the beginning when you said, you know, an autistic kid or an animal would say, give me water, and then the person receives it, but then they they ask you back, are you thirsty? Yeah, they like the story it's of like, Gary. Uh, wait a minute. You like know? Gary, Gary uh, <laughs> Douglas was working with an autistic kid, and he felt the kid, sensed the kid, Look into the fridge because it wasn't his house. The kid ought to, like energetically senses what's in the fridge, figures out there's juice in there, puts in his mom's head. I would like this juice. And then his mom looks at Gary and asks, do you have apple juice or orange juice or whatever it is? And the kid just gets so like, and then he goes, mm, he gets frustrated. Well, why? Because the kid already checked all these things, already asked Gary if it was, you know, probably Gary didn't even say in the story, but probably asked Gary if it was okay to have the juice, <laughs> you know? Or just assume, like, Gary doesn't have it. Like, but there was all this stuff that already went on that we say would think that didn't. And I watch it with, my like, kids now because I, I have, like, a, like two young nephews. 
And then the middle one, he tends to, he doesn't talk, like he's still under, he's like two now. Um, but it's like people have a full conversation with him and he just shakes his head yes or no. And he, he shook his head yes or no for like a year. Like I watched him from one to two. They're like, Carson, would you like this? And he's like, no. Just very clearly, no. Would you like this? Mm, yes. No. No. Yes. No. Um. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, but it, and it's like he does it with lots of personality. The kid does not lack personality. Let me tell you. But they would carry on this whole conversation. But how is that actually possible? You know. Well, yeah. uh, if he's able to, he understand. Like he's aware of what's going on and he's communicating. He's just communicating in a different way. But people are still carrying on having a conversation with him. You know what I mean? So it's like, and it's the same way with animals, like they get it too. And we act like they don't get it because it doesn't look the way we would say that matches. Oh, you, you have it. You know, they're not writing a full page thesis report on everything you said. So (laughs) that means they don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. What else? What else should we talk about? Well, just one thing that, you know, I, I talk about a lot in the classes. And I think just as a reminder for anybody who is listening and wants to know, well, how can I communicate maybe a little bit more clearly? Well, one thing really just, like you said earlier, being really clear, what is it that I'm asking for? And then also, like, the thing that we don't really learn is to really truly ask for what we do desire. We often, are we, we're very trained to blurt out loud what we don't like. Yeah. You know, and that is also very confusing to Well, and I think, I think one of the things that you said that I, I remember early on in one of your calls or your classes is, I think you were doing an intro, an animal intro, and I was listening. You said, animals don't hear not. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. So you tell them not to do something, all the energy is on the thing that you would like them not to do. So they just go do it, you know. Don't bark. Okay, all they hear is bark. Mm-hmm. They're like, you want me to bark? Okay, I'll bark. And they're like, no, don't bark. And then the animals get confused and you start getting upset with your animal. But it's the same with these autistic kids is yeah. what I've seen. Is like, now he's like, they don't hear the not. Like all the energy, so much of the energy is not on the, the don't, like the negative thing of it. It's just the energy of what it is. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what you were talking about is tell the animal actually what you would like to do. So it's like, okay. Just sit here and be quiet. Chill. Yeah. Which is a totally different energy than don't bark. Um, and I, I think that that is another thing of the clarity of your, like, communication that you could actually have. But we're not very clear on, like, what we're communicating most of the time to people. It's like, that's why also it's, like, great listening to people sometimes because they just... They have this vapid conversation that lasts an hour, and you're like, you didn't say a word in that entire hour. <laughs> I just had one of those. It's very fascinating how that can occur. And you're like, wow, I could have compressed this one-and-a-half-hour conversation to like a five-minute conversation, and that would have been sufficient. And I, and I think that's the other thing is like the, um, you know, when we talk about like autistic kids is they don't, they they know this, you know, in their world or even if they're somewhere on the spectrum, you know, wherever that is, they have that in their world of like, well, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I just came to talk to you. It's like, yeah. that, like that isn't something that's in their world, like as a yeah. way of like verbal communication is not like a source of connection for them. Right. You know, and I think that's the same way with animals. You don't have a source of connection with your animal through verbal communication. Um you know, and you especially see that with these autistic kids, you know, the stories of when they see this horse for the first time and they just go up to the horse and they lie down and the horse cuddles them. 
well, I mean, obviously they have a like a connection there and a communication going on, but it's not necessarily um, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, we weren't sure if the computer just turned off. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if it still records if the computer goes to sleep. Um, so I, I, I don't know. There's well, I do know. I was just where oh, we were talking about the communication. Yeah. So I think that you know that's one of the things I started really looking at is okay, what am I communicating to these people? Because even you know, uh, like just like person to person, there's so many times where people would say these things to me. And I'd be like, well, did like, what's creating that? Because there would be multiple people that said it to me. And I'm like, well, you know, and I'm like, are, and we talk about how many people are psychic. Well, are you putting the, the judgments out there that you would like people to like judge you? Are you energetically instigating people to say these things to you? So they say them to you and then you see, see, the whole world hates me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which is so funny, but yeah. it's so true how many times it occurs. Yeah, and, but that's also like the the energetic ask that you might have mm -hmm. that is not very, like, I remember this one time when a friend of mine asked to have a new car mm -hmm. in her life, and then she got into a really bad car crash, you know, and then, of course, she got a new car because her car was absolutely totaled. And she was like, oh, well, I didn't mean to ask for it like that, but... In the end, like she got her new car, so and she, but she was really surprised by the way that that came about. But I, I know that we can't like look at oh, you know, I want to ask for something in this way, in this way, in this way, in this way, so it doesn't involve a possible car crash. But at the same time, you know, you can't control it. But it's interesting how, yeah. you know, if you're just asking for something, well. You know, and it's like, I know one of my recent ones was I was flying. I used to fly. And so I was asking, like, I would have tight connections. I was asking, okay, what would it take to make this flight, you know, or what would it take to make it there? And I would make it there, but my baggage wouldn't. Right. And I was like, okay, so bags, you know, energetically now I'm like, okay, what would it take for me to arrive with ease? What would it take for my bag to arrive to ease? And what would it take for us to be on the same plane? You know, there's, there's actually a lot more to the conversation sometimes that you realize, um, than just, oh, what would it take to get there? Like, what yeah. would it take to make this plane? No, 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 no. I don't want to make just make the plane. I want my bags to come with me. You know, yeah. it's like, and you learn these things. And, um, you know, the same goes with communicating with people or, you know, with the, um, just, it, it just amazes me how much, like, I'm looking at, okay, so what is the energy I'm actually asking for here? And I'm like, ooh, that isn't, that's not an energy that matches the what I'm, what I'm. What you like really my pretty, desire? My, my, my pretty picture. I'm like, you know, that's like the the expectation versus reality. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, you have these expectations that are that you don't even know that they're they're just unspoken, and you don't. You're like, oh, I didn't think I had that, but yep. I guess I did. Oops. Oops. You're like, okay, now next. Yeah. Now I ask for my bags to come with. Bags you coming with me. Yeah. That is way more fun. <laughs> uh yeah, you know, it's it's like, you know, when the bags get delayed like a day and a half or two days yeah. and you're only there for five days or something. Yeah. It's like mm. not my idea of fun. No. 
Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. I, uh, you know, this this was a great conversation. So, I. There we go. There we go. That's that's it. Well, that's it. We're done. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit accessconsciousness.com forward slash susigati or susigati.com.